When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. So jumping back in here with with Mr. Hugh Freeze, what is the expectation in year one, do we think? In year one, what do do we think he's going to be able to produce in terms of record in year one uh, with Auburn football? That's a difficult question to answer until I see what the staff looks like and what we do in the transfer portal. But... uh, well, let me pose it this way. What do you think the expectation will be? Oh, from shoot. Eight, eight wins. Eight wins? I think that most fans would be disappointed with anything less than eight wins. If you are a Hugh Freeze detractor right now, we got to win a national title next year before you even right. entertain Hugh Freeze. as a. And some people still won't care. Let's be clear. Right. Winning does not cure all. Right. It forgives a multitude of sins, <laughs> but yeah. it does not cure all. So there will be some people, no matter how successful Hugh Freeze's tenure could or could not be, that they're not going to like it. Um, but I think that eight wins gets you in a place where people feel like at least we're moving in a better direction than we were under the last coach. Mm. Uh, I don't think seven wins does it. Uh, seven wins puts you at one win better than Brian Harson year one. I think right. you got to get at least to eight wins because right. eight wins, depending upon when those eight wins come or when the losses come, I should say, puts you in a place where for the vast majority of that season, you're in contention for an SEC West title. Right, right. Um, especially if one of those wins is a non-conference P5, right? Like, I don't even know who we have as our non-conference P5 next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if one of those losses is against that, then you're still in contention for an SEC West title up until late into the season. And you prop so I think eight wins is right around where you need to be in order for most people to be happy. Nine wins would be ideal. Okay. Brian, you have a, what's the expectation this year? I agree with Ike. I think seven wins doesn't do it. I think you gotta be two two wins better than Brian Harson. Yeah, I think in his first year. Eight is knocking off those three gimmies. That's a five and four power five schedule. And that's a winning record. So that means when you lined up against competition that was comparable, you won more than you lost. And I think that's respectable year one. He he has a couple things going for him in that he has a true dual threat guy that's already here who just went through his formative year. And listen, Zach Calzada might come back with this hire. So you might have a legitimate two QB race right. going into the spring next year. Right. 
Um, we, we have liked what we've seen in the turnover in the wide receiver room over the last year and a half. And I think that significant progress has been made to right the ship on offense, but they are missing in legitimately like seven offensive linemen for real. Like this right now, none of that matters. If we can't get it, like, it's great. We didn't have great offensive linemen in 2021. And then we lost some of those guys and they got hurt, but we had experience. Like I think about Brandon council who wasn't considered an all world, anything, but Physically and mentally, he was up for the job for center. I don't know if we can turn around our season to be what it was in the last four games if there wasn't a Brandon Council there. There are no Brandon Councils left after this year. There are no guys out of position, but they're experienced and they're wise. There is almost nothing in the wire in the oh, excuse me offensive line room. That is mm-hmm. such a big how in the hell do you do it? Now you assume you bring his old ties in, Matt Luke from a. Uh, from uh, Ole Miss, who ended up being the head coach when Hugh Freeze left. Um, he was an offensive line coach by trade. He's somewhere right now. I think he's still in the he conference. He was at Georgia, but he re- he resigned from his position midseason at Georgia. Okay. Right. So maybe that is when it starts. <laughs> maybe that is when it all started. They're setting up. Hey, you know, I'm going to get the armor guy. Oh, you want me to get out of here? Okay, I got you. I'll try to bring a couple guys with me. Um, so that means he was, was he actually, recruiting. So does that mean he was recruiting the guy from Langston Hughes that we were trying to uh, flip? Ooh wee, ooh wee! Listen, they turn around that offensive line quick, quick enough, and that's mm-hmm. but see, that's I hadn't that's a bigger, about it that way. I'm saying so. Okay, if they can turn around the offensive line, which is going to be easier said than done, because there are so many. I think they'll be great with high school prospects. I think they can probably bring in a dynamite class of four or five really talented offensive linemen. We have two that were recruited. And, and willing to come here no matter what. Brayden Joyner, the center from Auburn, and Clay, I don't want to mispronounce his last Whedon, name. I Whedon. think is his name. Wedding or Whedon, but... Whedon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got two guys. Eston Harris came here last year. He's been here. He's been on, on the roster, strength and training. He's going through that. You can't do it with five, six freshman offensive linemen, though. So right. it's got to be transfer portal. Mm. That is the key. Can you get offensive linemen here now? People who are going to leave their programs, because again, offensive linemen, good ones, leave, they move the least of any position group in transfer portal. They Mm -hmm. don't like to move. They don't need the spotlight to get picked highly. Uh, What was it, the guy who uh, Kansas City took number one overall in the draft like eight years ago? He was like a a left tackle from Central Michigan or something. It, it it doesn't you don't have to be at Alabama, at Florida, at Georgia, playing the best offensive line against the best defenses for people to see what you got and want to draft you. So those guys aren't necessarily running to the portal to come play for Hugh Freeze. They can play with a rat. They can play in Iowa and score five points a game and still get drafted top ten if they're good enough. Right. How does he fill that void? If he fills that void, then this could be a 10-11 win team. If you piecing it together and you're just hoping and wishing, then it could be a 7-8 win team, but I don't think he gets away with less than 8 and not bring some serious ire mm. down on himself and from the fan base who who has been against it from day one. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and let's be clear. When I say 8 wins, I think that is public opinion. I am still of the opinion that you don't fire a coach after year one. Yes. Right. Yes. That's, right. that's still, that's, yes. Not, not but, after one year. Let's jump back into some super chats here, guys. Uh, Rich 
uh, McGlynn, right, is bringing a mama at the store energy to compliance. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. Hey, for real. Mm. Uh, I was real southern south of you. Uh, Robbie is about to feast under the Iceman. I think so. Um, I think his record there is pretty good. Mr. Tyrone was Cohen and Freeze sitting in the hot tub years ago. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I I, I get where that joke is coming from, but all right. I don't know. Uh, Lisa Daniel, word is Freeze has started already recruiting. Listen, he's in the bag. He he probably started two days ago. Yeah, he started recruiting when he was like, I I would not take the job if they offered it to me. Right. I think the minute that. Hugh Freeze went on TV and they asked him, or in a presser, they asked him, if you were offered the Auburn job, would you take it? And he said, you know, if they'll have me, you know, I I think right then he started turning <laughs> his 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 eyes towards what would I do if I got this job and started making mm-hmm. phone calls to people about, hey, if I get the job, would you come work for me? Hey, if I get this job... <laughs> You know, blah, like, I think he started setting his plan up, putting it in motion. He clearly had to have done an interview, and he laid out some sort of plan for how he wanted to attack the transfer portal, what he wanted his staff to look like, and who who the people are who he thought he could bring over with him. This man has been planning this for, ye- not weeks, years. Yep. He's been waiting on this opportunity for years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Uh, Cody Smith. Here says the Iceman's first year gets GA Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Bama at home. I like it. Um, so did Harson's uh, first year. Yeah, can't even complain about that. Uh, Dave Medlock says Auburn is going from a Cadillac to an Escort. Uh, he thinks we're down grading, grading here from Caddy, not from Harson, from Caddy. Uh, that's, to, that's still clever, but from, you know, those yeah. are both cars, Cadillac, mm-hmm. Escort. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. Um, the Ford Escort uh, is discontinued, by the way, so that should have been noted here in that comment. It's an drop a, yeah, right. Drop a bag on O-line. Listen, drop the biggest of bags on O-line. Drop everything that we didn't give him. The difference between what we paid Kiffin and what we're going to pay Freeze, which I'll be really interested to find out once they release the details of that right. contract, spend on O-line. Um 22 busy. We need to have a special NIL called Big Cats for O line. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Texas did it. It worked for them. They got the number one O line class in the country last year. Eight and four. Uh, paying salaries, <laughs> paying engineering salaries, starting engineering salaries for O linemen. Um, Haley Tubb, he better have Robbie winning the Heisman and AU winning the Natty. The ice we just jumped out on is super thin and unstable. You have to win big and quickly and stay clap out of trouble. Double clap. Um, <laughs> I agree. I'm going to address this in a second uh, when we talk about his introductory press conference because I can't wait to see Cohen introduce Q Freeze and the things. Will there be pickets out front? Right. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't know what he said. I don't know how he's going to escape the questions about integrity and past transgressions. And like, it should be a very interesting presser. Might actually uh, go up to Auburn for that one. Uh, depending on when they schedule it. I might have to be there firsthand. Cleveland Brown, does Freeze bring any players from Liberty? Uh, not after after that New Mexico beatdown, I don't know. I mean, if he's got some quality O-linemen, hopefully they'll, they'll jump yeah. in the portal and, and follow him. But, mm. I, I mean, I, I, I will review some Liberty tape probably throughout this week, and I'll tell you if there's a guy that's on that roster that has some eligibility left that I'm like, man, hey, you— Go get this guy. Go get this guy, right. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
our guy, James Barnett here. Fellas, who else do you think we should retain from the staff and do recruits that were considering Auburn pull the trigger? Also, OC and DC. I think uh, for addressing this first question, um, recruits have still been committing. So I have to assume that maybe even there was some back channel communication to some of these recruits about what direction they were headed mm-hmm. with the coach. Because uh, recruits are still rolling in, I think as of today, Auburn is ranked like 38th in recruiting. Uh, so with a few high-profile commits, they could rocket up that recruiting board. And then OCDC, this this will be an interesting, especially the defensive coordinator hire. Mm-hmm. I think with an offensive head coach, you should never lack an offensive identity. Right, should be his system. Uh, however, um, DC can he reproduce Ike the Land Shark defense at Auburn? I mean, that's. Who let, let me see who his coordinator is. Right. Let mm-hmm. me see who his defensive coordinator is. There's some good ones that are available out there mm-hmm. um, that I think would come to Auburn. So it's going to be super interesting to see who decides to make that jump. I think Travis is a good defensive coordinator, despite what uh, happened those last couple of games defensively, uh, right. in which I don't put the... Navy game really really on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite what happened those last couple of games defensively there, um, so hey man, I think he'd he'd welcome an opportunity to come back to Auburn as a DC. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would take the step down to linebacker coach again mm-hmm. though. So right. okay. and nor um, should he. Nor should he. Right. Johnny B, do you guys think this is actually legit? The sports writers are out of control right now. Uh yes, because national media is starting to pick it up now and some outlets and that I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. And I, I told the guy, I, I don't even know what time it was last night when I hit you guys up. And I was like, I'm hearing it might still be freeze. This was yesterday. This is last right. night when I right. heard that information. So this, to me, this does not just smoke. There's some definite fire. Yeah. Um, former Auburn player Will Herring issued an impassioned statement on Twitter. Uh, I don't in know how passionate it was. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> it had a lot of words, but <laughs> yeah, in support of Hugh Freeze, uh, people question the timing of that since he has not tweeted since 2019. Um, uh, Aaron comes back and Can think I, says, go, Aaron, "Go ahead, I'm going to address the Will Herring thing in more detail." Okay, I mean, let, Will, let me, Will will probably never come on our channel after I say this. <laughs> okay, good, you do. Okay. It, I was thinking about it. Uh, go ahead. Do you think Joe Brady would come back for an OC at AU? I would no. love to have Joe Brady. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Oh, man. No. Yeah. The, of course, the answer is no, but I would love it. I think so, that would be I always awesome. wondered, when you've got an offensive guy for head coach, and it's literally his system, like the principles and schemes that you're running are all of his mind and making and the plays, what is the role of the OC? Because we know for a while here, under Gus, OC was just a... It was just a title. I mean, you're just you're helping the quarterbacks go through drills, but you're not you're not doing you don't have the final say on what gets called necessarily. Maybe there was some of that with Chip Kelly. Um, not Chip Kelly. What's his name? Chip Lindsay. Excuse me. Chip, Chip Lindsay. Lindsay yeah. Chip Lindsay did some of the play calling, but Rhett Lashley was kind of like an extension of Gus, so it wasn't really that different. I never got the the feeling that Den, uh, Dillingham was doing anything but letting Gus call the plays and doing some quarterback coaching. So. What does does he have an OC now? Does Hugh Freeze have an OC at Liberty? And if he does, I mean, what does he do? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, it's a mixed bag depending upon how much that person particularly likes play calling. Like some people are, uh, you know, game planners slash play designers. 
and then they let someone else call the plays, play to play, and then just make the big decisions about do we go for it mm-hmm. on fourth type of thing. Other ones are play callers. Like they mm-hmm. got the play sheet, right? And they're out there actively calling plays. And to your question about what does that OC do, it just depends, right? Like they could be an additional quarterback coach that they're bringing in to help make sure that they're getting, you know, the pass game coordinated properly. They could be an additional wide receiver coach to make sure that, hey, I'm going to call the plays. I'm going to get the QB ready, but we're going to have an extra person in the wide receiver room. Um, Or they're really just there because they're a really good recruiter, And so it's like, all right, I'm going to handle a lot of the play design, play calling. I just need you to bring me talent. So there's a mixed bag of how you want to handle that. Um, From all accounts, Hugh Freeze is really more of a CEO type of coach. So he's going to set up the structure to be whatever is going to fill in the gaps for what he doesn't feel like he either has time or the ability to do well um, in the staff. So it might just be to bolster something like, for instance, if, if he wanted to bring in somebody else that is a really good offensive line recruiter because he wants to day one get better offensive line. He could give them an OC title and they would never call a single play. But to bring him into here and give him a title that allows him to give him more money, he could do that, right? So there's a lot of ways that he could play it um, that would allow him to be successful. So I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do it. So your question about what does he do at Liberty right now, I don't know the answer to that either. So that's something over the next week or so now that we know who it's going to be that I'll dig into more. Yeah. Guys, if you're just joining us, uh, this is a War Report special. <laughs> it looks as if Auburn is set to hire Hugh Freeze as the next head coach. Um, we're here with you live on a Monday talking about it. Uh, if you can't chat, it's because you're not a subscriber. But if you have become a subscriber, you can go one step further and become a member of the War Report. Five ninety nine a month will help support uh, the work that we're doing here, as well as these random midday lies, over 800 of you guys in here with us, you know, at uh, five Eastern, four Central on a Monday, uh, talking it out. So we're going to talk through it, tweet through it, get through this, guys. Auburn is set to hire Hugh Freeze as the next head coach. Uh, jumping back in here with a few more comments from you guys. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I had one. Uh, Seth says, I think this team is like an old house. The roof may have fell in, but the studs are still good. Freeze has some work to do, but nothing impossible. I agree. That's how I felt uh, B went when, when Brian Harson took over. Right. I felt like, hey, this shouldn't be a total rebuild. Um, and I think that Cadillac kind of showed us that it's not. Yeah, that no, it wasn't. I agree with you. It, it, it wasn't a total rebuild if you're willing to do whatever can be done to maximize your return short term. I think Brian Harson was comfortable letting whatever the product was be the product while mm-hmm. all the guys took it on the chin and everything looked really rough for the two, three, four years it took to get his guys everywhere at every position and learning his system and executing it like he wants to. But I don't think anybody, I don't think nobody in the fan base was comfortable with letting us be that bad while you get us molded into whatever shape you think football shape this program should be in and and with Hugh Freeze now one thing has happened from the Brian Harson tenure that is we know exactly what we have in the cover we weren't exactly sure what was here when Gus Malzahn left we weren't sure what we had on offense we weren't sure what we had on the offensive line we weren't sure what we had on Bo Nix at quarterback uh we weren't sure what we had at wide receiver and we see that some things were better than we thought and some things were worse than we thought 
the benefit that Hugh Freeze, again, he's walking into like a ready-made situation here. And it's not because we're stacked everywhere, but we know exactly what we look like at offensive line. Egregious, cold red, critical. You know that, so you can fix it. Unlike with Brian Hart, like, oh, man, these guys are good enough to run my system. No, so you were wrong about that. And uh, it ended up having us look real, real, real bad. So we know what we look like there. We know we have something at quarterback. And we know we have a guy who has made guys who play just like Robbie Ashford look really, really good. So there's enthusiasm. You know that you have uh, opening facilities, NIL opening up a lot of opportunity to convince people really quickly that this is where they want to be. So I don't expect it to just come down to what we have on the roster right now. Transfer portal is popping. Transfer portal right now is like the, the, it's like the club and and all-star weekend. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's there. Everybody's going. And if you're not out there, they're calling you like, Hey man, you coming out here? It's, It's, it's a lot of people out here. Yeah, there is there is no reason now understanding what we have and what we don't have to not be for for I I would say this I'll still say you give everybody three years this is a very unique situation a very unique situation you've got to be able to do it I think he should be able to do it sooner okay he should be uh-huh. able to do it sooner I would be very disappointed if we aren't looking at least nine wins by year two. At least nine wins by year two. The cupboard isn't bare, but we do have a lot of work to do. Linebacker and offensive line need to be restarted completely. Uh, B. Will's forehead says, do you think Freeze smells like nickels and drinks white Gatorade? And can we just go ahead and buy Jimbo from Texas A&M to be our OC? Why would you uh, say things like this? <laughs> like this was just awful uh, all the way around. At least two it's, things I hate in that sentence. Um, <laughs> at least. It's like, I don't know if there's anything in that sentence that I that I like. Uh, the white Gatorade thing just made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, uh, we covered that on our last show. White uh, Gatorade's not the worst one, though. It's still the cucumber situation. Yes, oh, it yeah, is. I forgot. Yeah, they, they, they decided to one-up themselves with that one, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, David Whitehead, can we trust Q? I know we gave Bruce a second chance. Keep caddy and get Travis Williams, D.C., Rhett Lashley, O.C., well, y'all, I don't understand the Rhett Lashley talk. Yeah, Rhett Lashley's a head. He's he's been a head coach, and I don't know that he wants to go back to OC. Quite wrong, mm-hmm. probably. You know, the, the trajectory um, from him is from head coach group, at a group right. of five, head coach at either a really big group of five, like a top three group of five, or head like coach. maybe he can be the next Cincy guy or something, right? Like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I don't think he wants to go back to offensive coordinator. I think he actually likes being a coach. And if he does step up to be an OC again, I don't know that Auburn is the place he would come back to, especially if he's going to be in a situation where it's going to be similarly, he wouldn't actually be calling plays for the most part. It doesn't feel like a good fit for Rhett Lashley. And Rhett Lashley doesn't really garner the attention of offensive recruits in the way that you would want. Uh, So I I don't really know that that's mm. a good fit in this scenario. Yeah, I agree with T. Will, though. Drop the bag for him to bring him home to the Plains. Yeah, um, Christian Crawford, folks are too comfortable about this for my taste. What about the women and the girls? We have no values. Society doesn't care about right and wrong anymore. I will never support this higher. Um, this is a popular sentiment. We definitely don't want to brush over this. A lot of people are very uncomfortable with this hire, guys, uh, for non-football reasons and feel like, um, you know, uh, this is 
dismissing uh, what should be uh, the focus here um, in that, you know, it's not only football that matters, but this is a leader of men. So uh, definitely respect any opinion with people who are uncomfortable from that situation. Uh, Hopefully he's cleaned up his act, you know, uh, and not just for the sake of wins and losses, but for the sake of his players Mm -hmm. and the families that will be working under him that will be affected if he can't keep his hands clean. Um, Will be. The question always tells us more than the answers do. So let's see the 58 interview <laughs> questions. Yes. Yeah, definitely it. would like to see how many of the 58 points on Cohen's list uh, Hugh Freeze yeah. checked off. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you go have some questions there, buddy, at that press conference. Can't wait to be there. I might be there asking it. So <laughs> DM me your questions on Twitter. On Twitter. I might, might get a couple of them in at the press conference. Um Let's see here. Ike, I'm so sick of people wanting Robbie to be a wide receiver, too. Uh, Lisa was just like, all this coaching talk. <laughs> Let's talk about Robbie for a second. Um, yeah. I, listen, I, I get it. I, I, I fundamentally understand how people arrive at this conclusion. But I also fundamentally understand that you and I don't need to talk football if you think wide receiver is the position <laughs> yeah, for I just sure. don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I get it. I get how you get there. I especially understand if you have been consistent in your stance on what you want from a a quarterback. Mm -hmm. But there are people who tout guys as good or potentially good, potentially good, I won't say good, potentially good quarterbacks that have never been good and have way more leash for those guys than they ever had for an injured first-year starter in, in Robbie Ashford. And I just don't get that. Yeah, that uh, I don't get. Right, uh, definitely understand that one. Our guy Corey Weber, good to see you, Corey. Guess I need to ask what everyone is apparently afraid to. How are we going to fix our three point shooting problem? <laughs> yeah, old opponents under forty. Corey, that's how we're going to do it. That is the a transfer problem. portal is probably the only way you're going to do that. Oh, it's not going to be during this season. Uh, uh, on a side note about basketball, Jabari Smith is killing it. He's started warming up. Yep. Oh my God! I think he's averaging nineteen nine and nine or something like that. Something crazy, uh, but only like the second rookie ever in the history of the NBA to do that in their first year. Um, Jazzy Joe, does this hire keep Cobb? Um, Possibly. I think it's. I think Caddy like retention is, is yeah. Jeremiah Cobb, the uh, yeah. running oh, back. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, Caddy's I, retention is probably the bigger thing about Jeremiah Cobb. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you want to be run out of town the day you move in, like you're keeping Cadillac. Right. Yeah. Um, like I just don't understand. I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. It seems like a no-brainer. And this is a guy who you can tell you're going to keep him, right? And I this think he a, wanted to. Like, it, yeah. Like what you're saying is we we, we said this about Bruce at the time. We kind of went. Um, we caught him in the bargain bin. He's mm-hmm. an excellent head coach who had had enough of a checkered past. Think about the Tennessee checker. You know, what I'm saying? No, never mind. That you had to have some reservation. And you could say, all right, we're going <laughs> to essentially <laughs> underpay <Checker> you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You got there, prison. <laughs> I got there late. I got there. <laughs> um, essentially underpay Bruce to come in and start building something. Because, right. you, because you could say, this is the best opportunity that you're going to get. And you are the best talent and coach that we are going to get. So mm. let's do this together and see where we go. There's a very similar thing with Hugh Freeze. I'm not talking about why they were in trouble in the past. That's not what I'm talking about. 
who Hugh Freeze is as a coaching candidate right now, similar to what everybody else said, did you hear any, his name being circulated for any other jobs? No. Nope. Nobody else wanted no. Hugh Freeze. There are two advantages to that. Number one, he could say, I want to make sure I'm just representing you right. I want to get Cadillac in here and get everybody in here, and I'll bring uh, Tommy Tuberville back if he wants to. Get, like he, He's going to do what we want him to do. And I say we, I mean the university and the people who hired him because he knows how much he needs to endear himself to this university and to mm-hmm. the people who made that decision. There was right. nobody on Liberty's staff who was a better running back coach and recruiter than Cadillac Williams, number one. Even off of just coaching, that wasn't a better fit. Number two, once you see what Cadillac means to this place, why would you do that? Right. Now, if you wanted some of the other names that were being floated out there, there's a risk that they could say, listen, I see what you did here, but I got my guy who does what you do. So I'm going to go with my guy. That's not the case with, with Hugh Freeze. He has to implant himself here. And part of that is you're keeping Caddy and you might be keeping some other guys whether you want to or not. And I don't think we had any Auburn guys who were dead weight on the staff for the record. I don't think we have that here. But I think it would have been foolish to get in the door and go, oh, man, you really just turned things around morale-wise for the fan base. Good luck next year wherever you go. Man, they would have got him out of here uh, before he signed. He wouldn't have signed those papers. He signed those papers understanding and promising that Cadillac, probably overjoyed to keep Cadillac. Mm. Probably the best running back coach he ever had, man. Man, please. Oh, my God. Uh, let's get back to some more comments here. Uh, James Barnett, fellas, with the defensive guy that flipped from LSU along with Ruben Bain and the duo from Montgomery Carver, how quickly does Hugh Freeze hire a DC? I mean, listen, it, if he has been preparing the way I think he has, the DC hire is... Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he's he's already got his mm-hmm. top three candidates, and he's just picking up the phone today saying like, hey, I'm signing my contract tomorrow. You signing yours the day after, right? They're, they're probably in negotiations currently for those positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amani Smoot says, I expect national championship first year. Definitely has high expectations in year Consistent one. Consistent Amani. It's Amani. Consistent Amani. Amani, yes. Yes. So he definitely is looking forward to uh, celebrating a national championship doesn't care who the coach is, just thinks we should win every year. Uh, James Stallings, Robbie tweeted, look at it real quick. Interesting. Uh, let me go to Twitter. Pull up Robbie Ashford. While you're doing that, uh, Mike, I got a question. Does a, does a top 10 recruiting finish after February, mm-hmm. does that change some people's minds early? Because that was... The the bad recruiting cycle was what got Brian Hartz on everybody's bad side on top of the six and six and six mm-hmm. and seven season. The the bad recruiting year was like, oh well, we can go ahead and try to get rid of him. Does a good recruiting cycle quickly start to turn how people feel about the hire, uh, Hugh Freeze? Uh yeah, I think it I think it does. I mean, people were so down on Harson for it, and they were, you know, there it was a literal narrative. I could deal with these mediocre seasons if at least recruiting was trending the right direction, right. uh, which it clearly was not. So um yeah, I think recruiting helps. Recruiting helps everything. It definitely helps the perception of the program and it buys you some time while you're trying to get it together on the field because you're coaching against some really good coaches in the SEC West. Uh, Robbie Ashford tweeted, welcome to the Plains. Let's get to work. We've got unfinished business to handle. Uh, so he seems pumped. Um, 
about this. And this, if you're Robbie, this hire almost guarantees that you're going to be the starting quarterback next year, right? Like you would think. I don't know if he guarantees it. it. He's going to have to bring somebody in to compete with him. Sure. But so, yeah, I just think Robbie's going to have to earn it. I think it's still his prototypical quarterback in Robbie Ashford. Uh, More athleticism than Malik Willis. Uh, And if he can polish up his arm and throw like Malik did last year, certainly that will be a positive.